0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is June 19th. Hey, it's a holiday on the markets, but uh, Dave and I, we always find a little something to talk about, even on holidays for the market. So, hey, hang with us today as we know that there's only a certain amount of things that you and I actually have any control over. One of them is your investments, your retirement accounts, You have control. You can control the amount of risk you have in those portfolios. You need to know a couple things, though. You need to know, one, how much risk do you actually have in your portfolio? And two, how much risk should you have in that portfolio based on your age, how long till retirement, and your risk tolerance? That's what our core retirement design does for you. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design with that. Dave and I will have a conversation coming up next.
1: 7, light FM. We're at 840 now. It's 20 before 9. Kind of normal on a holiday. Philip Stantley and I were on the phone trying to say, okay, what's moving things today? Oh, wait, Mark's not moving at all. What? As it's Juneteenth Day and the equities markets are closed for today. They are trading futures and we've got some movements to talk about, and Philip is on the phone with us from Statler Financial Services. Kind of a quiet holiday day today, Philip. I generally don't have you in the office on national holidays. Makes it even boring for me.
0: Yeah, it is. It is one of those uh days where the markets are closed and uh and I think there are other government agencies closed as well. So, you know, it's one of those things that uh Hey, it happens every now and then. This is one of those qu- I, I consider a quiet holiday, right? Because most people continue on uh, with their life just not having a holiday. But, hey, it is a holiday. We don't have a lot out there because we are getting really towards the very end of this quarter. So economic news is about gone. Earnings are pretty much gone. So, so now it's just uh, what are people talking about and what are the rumors out there and, and what's driving the market?
1: and we've of course got a few of them the rumors uh, kind of ran out of steam a little bit on friday we had kind of an off day on friday not cat not not catastrophic by any measure but dow was off by 110 the uh, standard and poors was off by 16 and nasdaq was off by 23 that as much as anything i got to believe was just profit taking in advance of a 3 day holiday wouldn't you suspect
0: uh, i think so plus you got to remember now we'd had so many up days right that we had uh uh, and, and even though it was a down day on Friday, I think I think the indexes as a whole ended up on a positive note for the week. Um, but it, but it was time to take some money off the table um, because we've had such big up days as far as traders are concerned. But, uh, you know, I got a little insight from from one of the economists here we'll talk about in just a minute.
1: Okay. I, my my instinct was, number one, profit-taking, as you say. But secondly, let's face it. Traders really don't trust the government not to screw things up on a three-day weekend. So taking money off the table and letting it sit over the weekend and then put it back on Tuesday probably makes good investment sense as well, doesn't
0: it? It really does you know, from a trader's standpoint because you know, they don't want to risk some news blip happening and they can't go in and react to it. So Definitely one of those times where they're going to take as much off the table as they can heading into the three-day weekend.
1: Got it, yeah. the, uh the, You mentioned it's kind of a doldrum week, but it, we do have some things that are going to be market movers as the week goes on. Uh, for some reason, they're still going to release home builder confidence a little bit later on today. I've got uh, economic data coming up on Tuesday with building permits on the way, housing starts coming up. The usual mortgage application figures on Wednesday. The housing market is going to be watching the markets pretty carefully this week, and uh, everybody's going to be watching Congress because this is the week that Federal Chairman Jay Powell ends up testifying in front of the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday, Senate Banking Committee on Thursday, and then just to make things even more interesting, we got two nominees for the Federal Reserve governor positions, and they're going to be taking confirmation hearings out of the Senate Gosh, do you think the politicians will ask uh, incisive and policy-related questions, or do you think it's going to be an opportunity to bloviate and screw the market up?
0: Well, you know, it, it will be interesting. They're going to test that Fed, those Fed guys, to figure out <laughs> what side they're on and uh, to determine if it's going to help or hurt uh, their their specific positions in the economy.
1: Yeah. Wait to hear Bernie Sanders talking to Jay Powell. It's always entertaining in the process. Uh, you said you had an economist that had a reaction to the market as it was going?
0: Well, we did. We've got, uh, when we talk about the, the futures, this uh, uh, one uh, the guy came on and said, you know, A lot of people are suggesting that it's the AI rally that's really happening here. Um, And he's kind of blowing that off as, well, yes or no. But that's that's really not it, he doesn't feel. It's not the brighter economic picture because there's not one, right? It's not exuberant earnings right now because we haven't seen exuberant outlook for earnings either. Mm -hmm. It's about the momentum and fear of missing out on further gains is what's driving the markets right now
1: which is kind of something you and I advanced as a theory early last week when this uh, most recent rally continued into its third week. Uh, it, uh, about the time the amateurs get in, fear of missing out starts getting into it. That, that, that tends toward being the peak before a dip, which is obviously a cynical outlook, but it tends toward statistically being the case, doesn't it? It,
0: it does. However, this person said that um, uh, th- this momentum has some legs. So hmm. he thinks it's going to run a little while, but, you know, big ups mean big downs. And so, yeah. So, anybody, so even, anybody that lived
1: through the NASDAQ rally around 2000 knows the, the more straight up you go, the more straight down you go when the bubble bursts on the elements that are driving it up.
0: Exactly. And that was his concern is that, you know, that, that he, he doesn't see anything, quote, unquote, a bull trap. But, but he does see that, um, you know, the, the, the fear of missing out is driving the market up, some momentum's driving up. You know, there's a lot of momentum traders out there that trade on the volume and the momentum of a stock. And so we continue to watch that. But it also means the faster they go up, the harder and faster they can fall. And we've got to go through both those cycles. So we could go in this um, pretty heavy bear market at some point, don't know when, whenever the momentum kind of gives way, right?
1: And and a large part of it is going to depend upon what the Federal Reserve does, too. I've got so many different outlooks coming out. My tip sheets end up filling with columns when they've got no news to talk about. One of them says, that consumer-led recession you were worried about, it ended months ago. So the stock market's on a high, and then... The next, the next one is saying basically what you do, that the other shoe's going to fall as soon as the uh, AI thrill wears off and we start getting to the bubble time on the high-tech stocks that are driving it.
0: Exactly. So, you know, it is one of those things that we can guess and we can concocture can and all that kind of stuff, but but nobody knows, right, what's going to happen and nobody knows what the Fed's really and truly going to do. and And so... It's just uh, one of those waiting games. You have to just play the game every day.
1: Absolutely. Among the laggards that we'll hear in terms of reports on stock coming up this week, we're going to have some household names starting uh, starting tomorrow, probably at close of the market, but uh, you know we're going to hear from FedEx. They had some problems last quarter with some guidance issues, so we'll be looking forward to seeing what they do. Lazy Boy is going to report. Winnebago, KB Home, which you and I always watch carefully for a, a snap on the home-buying uh, business, and uh, Darden Restaurants are reporting this week as well. So we've got some fairly decent-sized household names. They're going to re- give us a read as to whether or not earnings are actually – meeting what the street does and whether or not their year-over-year profits are actually holding up as well as they hope they are.
0: Well, that's true. And this will be kind of the last hurrah, right, in earnings before we we get to the first of next quarter.
1: And then we get our usual flood in the first week of the month. As mentioned, it was kind of an off-day profit-taking on Friday. Uh, We do have futures trading. They tend to cut off around 8.30 on days in which the market is closed. How would the futures leave us uh, this morning right before they closed up for the holiday?
0: So right now, we've got a lot of red ink out there. Not not by huge numbers, but the Dow's down by a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is down a little over a tenth. And then the Nasdaq 100 is down by a tenth. So uh, the big loser right now is the Russell 2000 down by about two-tenths of a percent. Uh, so looking on the other side, we've got silver down a quarter right now. It's try- just barely keeping its head above 24, and, uh, and gold is down about a half a percent. Uh, crude oil is heading up this morning about a quarter of a percent as well. 7209 right now is what it costs for a barrel of oil.
1: That's uh, truly confusing. We were down into the sixty-eight, sixty-nine range at the end of last week. Something weird happened over the weekend, and it didn't get me on the news ticker.
0: Well, you know, it was actually last week. It was in the, in the low 70s when we ended the week. Now, earlier in the week, it was in the 60s, but yeah. uh, but last week, it, it managed to bounce this little self right on up there into the 70s.
1: Oh, lucky us. Look into the overseas markets where it's not Juneteenth in Asia Pacific and the European area. They just call it Monday. And Asia ended with uh, a modest amount of red ink on most of their markets at the close at 6 a.m. Europe, halfway through their day, again, a modest amount of red ink. When we aren't trading, European and Asian markets are a little bit quieter than usual as well. When I'm meaning a modest amount, I'm talking about like a quarter of a point down, and that's all halfway through Europe. Uh, I know you're here today. How do I get a hold of you guys at Statler Financial Services in order to uh, get a beat on my own retirement and find out whether or not I can actually do that someday?
0: You know, those are exactly the questions that I asked when I developed the core retirement design. Uh, Helping people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730,
1: 95.3 FM. And back here again with the markets going to open tomorrow morning, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good Juneteenth day and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. All right?
0: All right, man. You too.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend. Hey, if you're off today, enjoy your day. Not Work hard. See you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.